Welcome to Post Post here on the Wave, the sound of LIU. I am your host, Anthony Kevra. Joined alongside me, as always, is Ryan Crowd. And welcome to the 2020 Deadline Special, as we have had quite a day, actually quite a weekend for multiple reasons. Oh, yes. It's been... This is probably... From Wednesday up until now, this has probably been the most hockey I've consumed in a certain span in my entire life. It was it was quite a weekend. So, for those of you who don't know, who haven't been following us on our on our individual social medias, you're missing out. First you are of missing all. out. First of first all, Ryan of all. loves to do his Mets and Islanders recaps. Um, yes, I do. So, but starting Wednesday, the LIU hockey team was in their first inaugural playoffs in the uh, New England Women's Hockey Alliance. So, at the end of the weekend, Sunday night, last night, they went on to win the NEWHA title for their first time ever in their inaugural season. Ryan had the privilege of being the color commentator for that game, so congrats to you and congrats Thank to the team. You. Yeah, it was quite a weekend. It was, it was actually un- unbelievable just being there and seeing the way the team performed in three straight shutouts. They're uh, goalie has a shutout streak. I did the math because it was relevant for the broadcast. A 195-minute shutout streak. It, the the team played it like I've never seen them before, and it was just such a great weekend to be a part of. And I'm very, very thankful that they let me come up and uh, call the game for them. So, And I was doing the work back here so that they could take the trip, and I didn't have to. Um, so, But besides that, we have had a crazy week in the NHL as well. First news before we get into every trade was they did finally announce who will be playing against the Wild at Target Field for the 2021 Winter Classic. It's the Blues. A little, I'd say a little surprised maybe because I've heard, I heard a lot of people saying it was going to be the Jets and that they were like the front runners to be it. I I think I would have liked to see the Jets over the Blues just because it's a fresh winter classic. The Blues have been in it before. The Jets haven't. And it's still a, a rivalry of sorts. Well, the only reason I see them doing that is because the Jets were in an, an outdoor game this year. I mean, that's never really stopped the league. The Blackhawks have been in back-to-back winter classics. Fair so, point. So, moving on, we have a trade, a few trades from Saturday. We will stop on first. First, the Boston Bruins acquire Andre Case. Andre Kasha. Is that how you say that? That is how you say okay. that. Okay, Andre Kasha. That this is, not this how is you our say one Andre. show where I do a lot of name corrections. <laughs> yeah, so they receive him from Anaheim in exchange for David Backus, a 2020 first rounder and defensive prospect Axel Anderson. So I gotta give this to Boston. Oh, abs- hands down, absolutely. First of all, getting a player like Kasha, who I'm surprised that, because I was on the bus to New Hampshire when this trade broke, I'm surprised some people didn't know who he was. I didn't know who he was. And he he was a pretty solid top six forward for the Ducks, and the fact that they were able to get him and get rid of David Backus, A, makes me question what in the world the GM of Anaheim is doing, why he would take on 75% of that contract. I think because they know they're not going anywhere. All right, fair, but still, back the Bacchus contract's terrible, so I don't know why you would take that on. But on the other side, it shows that the Bruins are making another push to get back to the Cup and actually win it this time, getting a guy like Kasha, who's also going to be an RFA once his contract expires. So it's not like once his contract expires he's gone that's it yeah it's not a rental they they have the qualifying offer and he has another year after this so it should be interesting to see where they go with that and the next one up which was i think shortly after if not sunday morning the jets acquired cody eakin from vegas for this is on friday for a conditional fourth round pick the draft pick becomes a third rounder if the Jets make the playoffs or they re-sign Eakin. And I think that's kind of almost a guarantee. Yeah. It's pretty close. I it's don't... close. With with how close the West has been, it's it's close. Um, they I feel like the way things are going right now, because they're one point out, but I feel like they have a better chance of making the playoffs than they 
would signing him personally. But yeah. it's still it could go either way, but I think if you're vague if you're um Vegas, you'd like your odds of getting that um that third round pick. Yeah, and you're not losing a lot. Eakin didn't have a phenomenal year this past year and he was really like on the down downswing compared to his first year in Vegas, which was just remarkable and his time in Dallas. So I think Vegas gets to pick up a nice piece. I don't know. Based on what we're gonna see later when we talk about other trades, I don't know where Vegas is getting the cap space for this from for all these guys. I, I have no idea. I don't know where some of these teams are getting the cap space from as you mentioned we'll we'll get to, but I mean, I know the cap goes up every year, but even so, e- even with that weird. and taking all tight. that into consideration, I don't know where these teams are getting this money from unless their owners are paying these players out of pocket. So then it was wonderful because then Saturday it was quiet. And even Sunday, it was quiet. Quiet most of the day. Oh, when I got back to my uh, – after we did the championship game here last night, we, um, I went back to my dorm, and all of a sudden my phone rings, and it says trade. And I'm like, oh, cool, something happened. Montreal Canadiens trade Ilya Kovalchuk to the Capitals in exchange for a 2023 round pick with the Habs retaining 50% of Kovalchuk's salary. What? There are a lot of things about <laughs> this that I don't understand. First of all, the Canadians made it very clear that if they were going to trade him, they would take no less than a second-round pick, which they were delusional. First of all, because he was not worth a second-round pick, even with that hot streak. Secondly, um, why they're retaining half of his salary, I don't know. That's about $76,000 for the rest of the season. It's a league minimum contract, so I really don't see the point in keeping $76,000. And third... I don't think Washington really needs him. I don't think so either. I think that was kind of just, they said, hey, where do you want to go? And he goes, oh, I'd like Washington. And Washington was like, well, we could, sure, we'll throw him on the line with Ovi, make all the Russian fans happy. Yeah, but, and I noticed this also with Ovechkin having gotten his 700th now and with, with Kovalchuk closing in on 450. That that's like eleven hundred and fifty goals in in two Russians. That's a lot of scoring. Yeah, it's like they bred them out there or something. Well, I'm sure Ovechkin now has another person he can share his OVOs with. That's true. The breakfast of Russians. Yes. So that trade was interesting. I still it's still confusing, but I'd like to see where this goes from here, especially with him being on a probably a power play unit with Ovechkin at oh, some oh, point. Oh, absolutely. They put one on each side, and you are set. So, next trade up, this was the first one to break today, and it was the Florida Panthers traded center Vincent Trocek to the Carolina Hurricanes in exchange for Eric Holla, Lucas Walmark, and prospect... E- oh, God, I'm not even going to... And two prospects. And two prospects. They have the names here, but those are, we'll those leave are it so there. tough. We'll leave it there. And two prospects. Um, this trade actually really surprised me. Because I had not heard anything about Trocheck going anywhere. And they did get back a nice haul for Trocheck. Four players. I didn't think he was worth four players, especially I, w- I one definite NHL player, well, maybe even two with Walmart. The thing with this that I've, you know, I've, you know I was surprised when I saw it because I'm thinking Trocheck wasn't worth four players. And I don't see a clear cut winner in this. I think Carolina gets a nice piece and Florida gets a few nice pieces to help them maybe make a push to see if they can go to the playoffs. And then I was thinking, I'm saying, why did Carolina dump four players on them? And then it hit me. They need cap relief to do what they did later in the day. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that they had that was all part of it. That's the only thing I could see that happening for. There was no, I, there's no other reason I think you dump four players for one guy. It just makes no sense to me other than that. Yeah, but but that also leads me to ask what um, Trocek's cap hit is. I don't think it's that much. At I... this point, I'm sure it's not that much. But with with what they got later in the day, they're, I don't know what exactly their cap space is for the rest of this year and what it is for next year, but they're going to be in some trouble. A lot of teams are in that predicament. So next up, this was the first, this was the second one to break this morning. The 
as I have it written here, the hashtag Oilers. The hashtag Oilers. So, yes, this one comes directly from Twitter. Have acquired defenseman Mike Green from the Detroit Red Wings in exchange for forward Kyler Brodzak. Kyle Brodziak. Brodziak. Okay. Brodziak. And a conditional draft pick in either 2020 or 2021. The pick will be a fourth-round pick in 2020 and will become a 2021 third-round pick if Edmonton gets gets to the Final Four and Green plays 50% of the games. Detroit also retains 50% of Green's salary. This is going to be a theme with this whole conditional BS. And it is a lot. Gets there, con- there's it a gets lot so of confusing. conditions with a lot of these picks. And basically, I I would th- think it's safe to say it. I, I'd go with fourth rounder. I don't I don't see, um, I, I don't see Edmonton getting to the conference finals. Yeah, well, it depends who they play. Let's if you look at the Pacific, because see, here's the thing. Now we have to look at where everybody stands. Because they're right playing now it's Vancouver. Edmonton, Vancouver. They need to get to the third round, so they'll probably be Edmonton, Vancouver, and then whoever Vegas then or would, Arizona at this moment. Yeah, and then it would be Vegas. Oh, Vegas or Calgary. Vegas, Calgary, whoever wins that. Oof. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't see them getting to the conference finals. The more you look at it, the more I think it's not likely. But with the pieces Edmonton has gotten to help bolster McDavid and Drysaitel, maybe I think they could at least make. Noise. I think their goaltending is still a little bit of a. Question. Well, there was problems with the goaltending market today. So, yeah, the goaltending market was all out of sorts. Today. And they couldn't give everybody a Zamboni driver. So, yeah, no. So, moving on, Nate Thompson to Philadelphia for a fifth round pick to the Habs. Kind of a quiet trade. Nothing. I, I, this it's is just fair. a depth piece. Yeah, nothing major. I'm sure this was probably one of those moves that Philly made that they're like, oh, wait, we're three points out. We have to do something. They had, yeah. There was no way they weren't going to do something. It was very small, but, I mean, they did something. Yeah, and they did end up doing more, but most of it was just depth for them. I think they, they're they kind of solid with what team they have and what they could do. Next up is the Colorado Avalanche acquire forward Vladislav Nemestikov for, from the auto centers in exchange for a 2021st fourth-round pick. God, Nemestikov got traded again. I knew it. I knew he was going to get traded again, too, and I feel like every time he does get traded— he gets traded for less and less and oh, less. Oh, his value has been plummeting since he ha- He has, like, no value anymore. I mean, I was surprised when they traded him from the Lightning to begin with. Now, and Miller. now every time he's traded, it's just like, oh, that sucks. I would love to, I would love to see Nemestikov's face when he got that phone call and he goes, what? Again? Again. I got traded. This is the third time, guys. I'm getting yep. tired of this. I'm sure he's not really going to be complaining all that much when oh he's he, going when he's he gets on, to Colorado yeah. and he's like all right guys let's win this yeah cuz Colorado has bolstered very much and they look really good going into the second half so next up Rocco Grimaldi that is not a name that is a chocolate has signed that's a two Girardelli. year extension is it Girardelli that's I know that's Girardelli. why I said it that's why I said it though um, has signed a two year extension worth 4 million with Nashville this kind of saw coming there was a few signings today that was not really that surprising. Yeah, this one, I I mean, it's just kind of one of those, oh, all right, cool. I mean, he didn't do a lot for Nashville last year. He only had 13 points. But good for you. Solid. Payday. Cool. Woo. So now here comes one of the weird ones today. Marlowe to Pittsburgh for a third-round pick could become a second if Pittsburgh wins the Stanley Cup, which is Somewhat possible? Eh, I mean, maybe. But, Marlo. This one makes zero sense to me. I don't understand it. Especially for what they gave up. Patrick Marlowe is not worth a third-round pick. And if they win the Cup, which I hope doesn't happen, he's not worth a second-round pick. He wasn't worth a first-round pick when Toronto traded him in the first place. But, yes, he's produced. I'll give him that. But he's not going to... This is one of those, like... This is your last chance. This You're, f- what, 40, 41? Yeah. He's losing. He's he's not going to get another opportunity. So, of course, you're going to trade him just to give him an opportunity. I don't see where he fits in at all in Pittsburgh. I think it it's just it really is. It's The, the only reason this trade happened was because 
Pitt, San Jose looked at Pittsburgh and said, and looked at Marlowe. They probably were all sitting on the phone together, and they said, "All right, he wants to win. This is it. We'll we will take the bare minimum." <laughs> that is not even. That's not even bare minimum. <laughs> we will take this. Lo and behold, a third round pick. Just take him, give him a ring, and we're done. But if you give him a ring, we want more because they're being greedy. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, but San Jose doesn't even have their first this year. There is no way that they're going to have anything good. Their first is like to Ottawa and Ottawa, and they thought, oh, that's not going to be bad. It's going to be in the mid-teens. And then they decided to suck chunks, and then they're like, this yeah, is where we are Yeah, that backfired a little bit. So next up, and I know, and I, and when we come back, actually, we will talk about the Islanders who were up bright and early this morning to get some stuff done. You're listening to Post Post here on the way of the sound of LIU. The new sound of Long Island University has arrived with a splash. The wave brings you the hottest new music, exclusive coverage of LIU sports, and updates on everything happening at Long Island University. It's the station for the students, by the students. Tune in and catch the wave. Visit liuwave.org or download the WCWP app for iOS and Android. Did you know that Post has nutritionists on campus offering free year-round counseling to all students and staff? You can contact them to ask questions or set up a free appointment by emailing post-nutritionist at liu.edu or calling 516-299-2881. Follow the Post Nutritionist on Instagram and Twitter at sensible underscore bites. Welcome back to Post Post here on the way of the sound of LIU. And it is the 2020 trade deadline special as we will finally get to what was a decent afternoon for the state of New York. And we're going to start off. It was a weird afternoon weird for afternoon. some New Yorkers. For weird, yeah, no, it, it was just a, it was a mixed bag of fun and joy. So I would like to introduce our uh, one of our new members to the radio station. He was deciding to come in today. So Joe. Introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm Joe. I'm a sophomore at LIU. I'm a big Islanders fan. And, uh, yeah, I'm just, you know, a lot of moves today. Crazy day. So with the craziness, and here's the best part, because now, for the first time ever, I'm not only surrounded by Ryan, who will praise the Islanders, but now I have Joe. So I am outnumbered now 2-1. to one. And It's all right. I, n- Nick was outnumbered all weekend, the entire coaching staff is Islander fans. So oh, that's great. It, it was great. So... We're going to start off with the Islanders. As I said before, Lou was up bright and early as Pajot. Lou was doing something. Pajot is a New York Islander as he comes to the island for a first that shifts in 2020. In, it, it's confusing because it's I have it written down here. as Pajot to the Islanders for a first in 2020 that shifts to a first in 2021 if the pick is in the top three, which is almost impossible as Yeah, that's point. not happening. But if they don't make the playoffs, draft lotteries are right. Yeah, so we so know that anyway. No conditions for the second round pick in 2020. The third round pick, if the Islanders win the Stanley Cup, God, please let that not happen, then it they get the third condition. Like in the third 2022. In 2022. But so. I will say that if... The Islanders do win the Stanley Cup. I, I'm going to go find Lou's office, knock on the door, tell him, write down the words 2022 third-round pick on a piece of paper. I'll drive it up to Ottawa myself. I don't care. And on top of that, the Islanders re-sign Pajot to seven years at 6.5 Six. mil. That's Criders. Oh, Six no, years, five. Oh, yeah. I, just, I literally have the Crider right under it, so I just misread it. So, so Six, Six years, five, five million mil. per year. There's I, similar I contracts because fans were asking for it for weeks, and you know he got it done, and now it's up to Pajot to see if he can add some much-needed scoring to the Islanders. Yeah, when I first saw this, I thought it was a little much, but then I saw the, all the conditions, and then I saw that he got re-signed. So, in essence, it's a first and a second for six years of Pajot. That's that's fine. I'm 100% okay with it. You know, Pajot has a reputation when it comes to um, New York teams. Scoring against the Rangers, yes. Yeah, I don't understand why you had to do it. Hey, it's better than get, getting Kreider. And since we're still on the topic of the Islanders, there is some a move that they did later, but it didn't really partake this. So I think I'll throw it in here. You had one deal in the pipeline today that would have made this so uh, such a better day for you, Bill, for you guys. And 
It didn't happen. I, there was no news on why it fell through. Money. It was yeah. money. They couldn't get it to work out. There was a deal on the table that would have sent Zach Parise head to the Islanders, and Andrew Ladd would have gone back to the Wild. It w- wouldn't have been a one-for-one, one, I'm sure, but there was— They a, said Aho too. Yeah, I heard Sebastian Aho maybe. Not that Not that Sebastian, not that Aho, Sebastian yeah. Aho, the other one. but the other one. But there was a bunch of money they couldn't work out, and if Zach Parise retires before his contract is over, then the Wild get hit with like a $9 million cap hit, something like that. It's like, it's like the it was Vancouver confusing. thing with Luongo. It's like a recapture It penalty. was confusing, but— I was hoping that it was going to happen because I love Zach Parise. Mm -hmm. He should have been drafted by the Islanders anyway a long time ago. He waived his no-trade clause to come here. Well, he said he wants to come here. His dad played here. So, and I mean, Andrew Ladd's terrible. So Bill Guerin said it was complicated. Yes, as as all trades these days are. They said it it was in the talk, like, you know, in the works since last summer. Yeah, which kind of irritated me. I'm like, you, you've been talking about this for almost a year and you're I mean, still not doing anything we'll about it. will see get done this summer, but, you know, I hope it does because, you know, you don't... You really, may not need it. You but. don't hear it that often that players want to come to the Islanders and now we had Pajot, Andy Green, and Zach Parise all say they want to be a part of the team and I think that shows that the culture is changing for the better. So with that, we're going to move over. We're going to hop on uh, the railroad and go right into Penn Station and look what the Rangers did today. As right after the Islanders did the Pajot deal, we the news broke that a few things broke. First of all, there was an announcement that— More than a few things broke. <laughs> you dick. Um, so first up was—my um, apologies, but first up was John Davidson announced that he will have a press conference to talk about what the situation on deadline day. It immediately broke that Chris Kreider will re-sign with the Rangers for seven years at $6.5 million. I heard this. I was very happy. But also in my head, I said something has to give. And something did give later in the day. And also, the news broke. This one was very surprising. And I, I can guarantee you, I could put money on this, that the re- since this happened, John Davidson... Took all the plans he had for today and just canceled them all. As um, Igor Shosturkin, bless you, and Pavel Buchnevich were involved in a car accident last night at eight o'clock. Um, That's what you get for driving in Brooklyn. I mean, <laughs> don't Thanks. don't drive in Brooklyn. Thanks. I know that. I drive I drive in Brooklyn sometimes. Don't drive in Brooklyn. Go on. So the what the news was is uh, nobody was in. Uh, they were injured. Nobody, nothing was fatal. Um, Buchnevich is now day to day with the team as they were immediately rushed to the hospital and the team doctors were waiting for them. Not regular doctors. The team doctors were waiting for them when they got there. Uh, Buchnevich was announced day to day, and Igor will be out for at least a month with broken ribs. And to a Ranger fan. That sucks. I didn't hear a month. I heard he'd be reassessed in two weeks. Yeah, they said he's be re- he will be reassessed in two weeks. But as of the injuries withstanding, it's a mo- you're looking at a month just based on the injury. I'm sure though that this is the reason that Lundqvist is still a Ranger for right now. Yeah, I feel like if there Which was any, he plan, came out and yeah. made it sound like it wasn't the reason, but it was it was the reason. Yeah, there was no way that um. This it's a scary thing, especially it's a scary thing when when this something like this happens because, you know, you, you don't want to play the what if game, when it comes to the deadline day, especially when something like this happens, and you look at Shesterkin. Bless you. And he has been phenomenal. No, he he really has been. Just what he's done and him and Kreider are really the two reasons that they're even this close to a playoff spot. Without them, God knows where they'd be. Sweet, uh, hopefully. Sitting sweet at the bottom there, with but like with, devils with and the Ottawa. devils Panarin. and Panarin has been unbelievable for them as too. well. Yeah, so I think it really. I think Panarin is one of the main reasons Kreider stayed, and I think they're the reason that we still have Georgiev and Lundqvist is because of Igor's injury. Well, so. you never want to see anyone get hurt. Like no, that. yeah, it's Even something. As a diehard Islanders fan, that's such a like really bad way. It's to, a scary thing. Know, yeah, and he's been playing outstanding, Shosturkin, and like. I think he's your goalie for the future, but like I said, you never want to see anyone get injured, never mind in a car accident, like off the ice. Yeah, so 
that was it was very scary. And um, so yeah, the Rangers really they did one more thing later in the day. And um, since I'm going in order, I won't get to it at the moment because it lumps in with another Metro team doing something. But it was scary. I think for now you'll be fine. And the best part is, is Kreider signed a nice contract. And he's sick, so he will not be playing against the Islanders tomorrow night. So, uh, boys, congratulations on the win tomorrow. Thank you. Um, Well, I mean, Panarin uh, is playing, so you never know. But yeah, there's a good chance. But, but Pajot is playing tomorrow. So we're all. So have fun. It with should that. be an interesting matchup to see what these two teams can Although, bring. Although, how's how's that for your first game as an Islander? Islanders Rangers at the Coliseum. And the dude who single-handedly eliminated <laughs> the Rangers from the playoffs a few years ago. Yeah, how's yeah. that? He's here too. He just touched down his plane. Yeah, pe- Islander down. fans were creepily tracking his plane. Yeah. <laughs> you guys need to stop. They do. They really do. <laughs> it wasn't me, but I was just told that there's, he's here. There's so. literally plane trackers. Somehow they got flight information and flight numbers and tracked his flight. Well, there's an app for that. Like, yeah. I, my yeah, parents but how do you know exactly what flight you're on? Like, the, to a can, T. I bet if you, can, I bet if you Google that right now, you can find it. What I'm flight not, Pajot was on. I'm not that creepy. I know you're not, but you could. People are crazy. So Especially Islander fans. Yeah. With that, that was your little uh, Metro <laughs> two-team news update for that. Now we're going to move back over to all the other trades that happened after that. As um, First up was Toronto. They get Cal... Uh, what is that? Collie or Colin? Callie. Callie. Callie Rosen from Colorado for goaltender Michael Hutchinson. This confused me a bit. Um, I don't know why Toronto would be giving up a goaltender, especially that you know your goaltending has not been solid for a while. I think Toronto was one one of the major losers today, definitely, and this didn't help. I know Colorado needs a goalie, but for Toronto, this makes no sense. I'm sure that's probably along the lines of what you were going to say too. Yeah, that between that and. For, well, from Colorado's perspective, they did need a goalie. I didn't think this was going to be the goalie they got. I think he's more of a backup, like second string, yeah. uh, backup third string rather. I thought they were going to get Leonard. Yeah, I heard maybe Leonard. I was hearing well, some I sort heard, of major like price to Colorado yeah. type I heard thing. Georgie ever Lundqvist. I was hearing Lundqvist too. And I think that that's one of the trades that I think Davidson had planned before the Shesterkin news. And I and once again, that's some like that's the what if game. You know, I feel like Colorado was in the hunt for at least one of the two goaltenders that were available from the Rangers and it just didn't happen. Like am I upset that it didn't happen? No, but I think Colorado I think you would have rather had you know, Henrik Lundqvist or Alexander Georgiev rather than, you know, Michael Hutchinson. Absolutely. So Toronto gets that. You move over to the second trade after that. It was uh, Derek Grant goes to the Flyers for Kyle Criscullo. I think I got that. And a fourth. So once again, nothing major. Kind of a quick move trade for depth and uh, some cap relief for, I want to say, I actually don't have written down who came from this trade. Um, I believe it was Anaheim, I think. I think you're correct. I'm going to have to double-check that. I don't know why I wouldn't put it in there. Anaheim. It was Anaheim. Okay, mm-hmm. so I was right. So Anaheim gets a little bit more cap relief, and I think, once again, this is just them stocking up and saying, all right, we're officially tanking. Not that they had a choice. Yeah, they didn't really have a choice. in. Uh, they didn't have a say in the matter. But, yeah, I guess it, it was just so probably also they, they could say that they were doing something again. So. So after that, there was um, the Devils actually went on a little bit of a spending spree after they had um, some fun over the week over last weekend. Um, they send Simmons to Buffalo for a conditional fifth in 2021. Can it, can turn into a fourth if the Sabers make the playoffs and Simmons plays 10 games in the playoffs. The Devils also retain 50% of the sal- of his salary. And the fun thing about this is Simmons waived his no trade clause to go to Buffalo. This and one was hilarious. This, <laughs> this they were interviewing Wayne Simmons on NHL Network, and I it took a lot to not just start cracking up because the well a the fact that he got a no trade clause on a one year deal is ridiculous anyway, especially on a prove it deal, and to waive it and then sound ridiculously excited that you're going to Buffalo of all places and then saying that's something you want to be a part of 
not only is that just a giant like middle finger to the entire state of New Jersey, which I can't say I blame that part, but we've been there. It's yes, pretty shitty. But but I don't know why Buffalo's going out and making moves like this. They're eight points out. They're not making the playoffs. I don't even get this from a devil's point of view. Why retain it half his salary? Like, I, it, it's this, a one year five. It's a one year five mil contract. Yeah, this deal just didn't make any sense to me from both teams' perspectives. I guess Simmons just wanted out, and he knew that like, wait, I could actually play on a better, a slightly better, better. team. <laughs> slightly better. <laughs> they you're had not, that nice win streak. You're not. Yeah, that was in the beginning of the season. You're not that much better. You're eight points better. I don't know. It's it's a little Whoa, confusing. Congratulations! But it's very strange, and uh, they, at least they got a pick out of it that could turn into a, a fourth. very low pick. Could turn into a fourth, and that's slightly better. Yeah, it's not turning so, into a fourth because Buffalo's not making the playoffs. Yeah, there's no shot. Next, Boston gets forward Nick Ritchie from the Ducks for forward Danton Haney. Heinen. Heinen. God dang it! <laughs> this one, this one also kind of surprised me. More from a Bruins standpoint, because I know Danton Heinen's done good things in Boston. They like him there. So I was surprised that they they traded him away. But they get a a winger now that they needed more help on the wings than they do at center. They have a lot of center depth in the minors. Yeah, I kind of see that as well. And Boston, it's more of just like, all right, let's just... I I feel like for Boston, today really has just been, you know rearranging the patio chairs on the deck. Like, they already know what they, they're doing. They already yeah. know their team is, could go to the final and win, so I don't think they're going to be doing much. I mean, you're, you're tops in the league. This is the time you make a couple trades here and there just to bolster everything for a run, and that's exactly what they were doing. All right, so when we come back, we're going to get a few. We're going to look at the rest of the trades for today. Uh, a few more big names move. A few more, a lot more minor names move, and then we will get to the hat trick challenge. And then we, if we have time, we'll review games for tonight. You're listening to Post Post here on the way of the sound of LIU. For over 50 years, the Pioneer has kept LIU Post informed on all things happening on campus and beyond. Pick up a copy today for free in print or online and get connected with the Post community. Stay up to date on the latest in news and opinion. Plus, get exclusive coverage of LIU Post Pioneer Sports. The Pioneer is for post, by post, and there's always an opportunity to get involved. To find out how you can contact, join, or advertise in the Pioneer, visit liupostpioneer.com. Get your copy of this week's Pioneer in Hillwood Commons, or visit liupostpioneer.com to download the latest edition, The Pioneer, informing LIU Post for over 50 years. LIUWave.org is your source for Long Island University student radio. Listen live 24-7 online. Subscribe to podcasts. Check out our social media and get in touch with us. It's all online at LIUWave.org. Welcome back to Post Post here on the Wave, the trade deadline special. I'm your host, Anthony Kevra. Joined alongside me, as always, is Ryan Crowd. And we're going to jump right back into the trades for the last day, well, day or so. And first one up, Montreal gets forward Aaron Luchuk and a 2027th round pick. And Ottawa gets forward Matthew Pekka. Um, this one was a little strange to me when I saw it, just because Matthew Pekka is kind of more of a name than anything else at this point. Yeah, Matthew Pekka is definitely the only name in this trade. And Ottawa, as we've Why? bashed them about before, is in no no position to be acquiring pieces right not now. Not at all. Not in any way, shape, or form. So not quite sure why they did this one. But, I mean, it's maybe it just shows that they don't have confidence in what they have in the minors, that they feel they have to go out and get a small piece to replace what they gave up. But They're just getting some name value, so fans are like... Yeah, hey, that, that name sounds familiar. You want to go, go see him play for 10 bucks? Yeah, so, yeah, nothing crazy there. Next up, the Oilers receive forward Andres Athanasiu and Ryan Kufner. And in return, Detroit gets Sam Gagner and two... Kanye. Gagne, really? That's not get, how that's get, spelled. You get Athanasiu, but you don't get Gagne. <laughs> Leave me alone. Um, and they get two round, two second round picks, one in 2020 and one in 2021. Um, yeah, the Oilers, once again, just trying to put pieces around McDavid. And the Oilers are going for it. Yeah, they they, they are this. between 
everything that they did today, they are going for it, and they just got a lot faster too. Yeah, uh, Athanasio is a he, he's a rocket when he gets going, and put him alongside McDavid, it's only going to make him better. Yeah, and I really do think if anybody comes out of the if there's two teams that came out of the deadline today with the best pieces moving forward to give themselves a chance, I would have to say it was the Oilers with this trade and the Islanders. I was going to say the Oilers and the Hurricanes. Hurricanes, they got a few guys, but they got, didn't stick, they got, nothing sticked out to me. S- they got strong. They need a goaltender. I was very surprised they didn't get a goalie. I was hearing Robin Leonard possibly to Carolina. I'm surprised they didn't get anyone. I mean, maybe they're comfortable with the Zamboni driver. I have no idea. But to have to call up both of your backup goalies from the AHL on the same day. It's terrifying. Yeah, that's not good. And then now your AHL team has a title to defend. Who are you going to call up? Your goalies from the ECH. Nobody cares. It's it's a AHL. Charlotte cares. The city of Charlotte, North Carolina cares. But if the Carolinas win a cup, do you care? I don't care either way. Exactly, but I'm as as the as for argument's sake, you're going to be the citizens of Charlotte. I'm sorry, but if Carolina wins the Stanley Cup, I think you'll overlook it. Maybe. Like the maybe you don't you don't see the yes. Toronto Marlins, Toronto Marlies, Marlies, whatever, looking at and saying, "Oh, we won that title in 2018. Uh, maybe we should put our Zamboni driver in, so we're better." Maybe they should. But, Could have won back to back, and the Checkers wouldn't have anything to defend. All right, so with that, we're going to move on from that nice little fun tip. As um, Tyler Ennis... Ennis. Ennis. Tyler Ennis goes to Edmonton. Once again, uh, Edmonton getting a more depth, and Ottawa gets a fifth-round pick in 2021. Ottawa just taking more and more Ottawa's picks. just like, here, you want him, take him, you want this guy. It's like Columbus from last year. No, yeah. It's the opposite. Of, it's like Ottawa from last year. Again, this is the second Ottawa's year in a row doing, doing it again. You're like, except it's with... Edmonton this time instead of Columbus. Columbus. It's just like, here, take them. Take them. We'll get all the picks. Ottawa's got now three first-round picks, 10 picks in the first three rounds, and 16 picks in the entire draft. So now we get to more of the trades that were kind of low and a little bit slow uh, in the middle of the day. This was right before 3 o'clock when all the uh, trades had to go in. Uh, Calgary gets defenseman Derek Forbort. Fabort, I think I'm saying that right. Fabort. Okay, I'm close. In return, the Kings get a fourth round pick. Once again, this is nothing major. Calgary had some defensive depth, and uh, while we have a moment to talk about Calgary, uh, I do like the probably the funniest moment of the trade yes, deadline. Yes, this one. This moment was great when a Flames reporter had tweeted that Johnny Goudreau had left the ice, and he was unsure why, and then. When they asked Johnny Goudreau about it, this po- possibly could be sound clip of the year. He's like, I had to pee. <laughs> yeah, so everybody's, especially on the day where everybody's like, oh my God, they left the ice. Uh, they must be getting traded. We got to look on Twitter and then, you know, search for refresh it nine times. So our phone batteries are dead by two o'clock. But no, he just nah, had to pee. I had to pee. So yeah, and then next up was Pittsburgh gets forward Connor Sherry. And forward Evan Rodriguez and the Saber in the return, the Sabres get forward Dominic Kanha. Cahoon. Cahoon. Oh my God. And he got traded earlier this year too. And yeah, I, just I don't quite it. I don't quite understand this this one. Uh, like, yeah, it makes Pittsburgh better. Good for you, Pittsburgh. But your whole thing with trading Sherry in the first place to Buffalo less than a year ago was cap space. And now you get him back. Just because you owe him a little less money doesn't necessarily help, especially when you get someone else that when you add that money, you could have just kept Sherry to begin with. Yeah, so it's a little weird, a little bit crazy. but And another one was Panthers get defenseman. I'm waiting for Ryan for this one. I, I can't, you I can't, can't tell it? you on this one. I don't All know right, who this so is. Emily DeJuice, I want to say. We'll, we'll, um, we'll stick with that. From Dallas, and in return, Dallas gets a 2026 round pick, which was originally Buffalo's. This trade. Okay, I, this I'm just going to go about my life like this trade never happened because this trade is nothing. Yeah, there's nothing. So now we get into the fun part, which is immediately after 3 o'clock. Uh, first thing up to happen is the Hurricanes receive defenseman Sammy Vatanen from the Devils for forward Janane Kukana. Kakakuna? I don't know. <laughs> it's not that last one. Um, 
and a 2020 second round pick. This was the Hurricanes looking for more defensive help, which they would get. Yes, they as well. they, they needed to make this deal. They uh, Dougie Hamilton uh, has been a great piece for them. Then he got hurt. They needed some sort of defensive help, and boy, did they get it. Not just from this trade, Not from but this from trade, another but from trade. the next one. And I'll jump ahead a little bit in the timeline as um, they would also go out and get, they would jump over the Hudson River and make a phone call to J.D. as the Hurricanes get defenseman Brady Shea from the Rangers for a 2020 first-round pick. We said for weeks, why is that 2020 first-round pick on the TSN trade bait list? There it goes. It was worth Brady Shea. Yeah, there it is. And, and <laughs> this one was actually a little surprising to me because I never... I thought the anything, Rangers were done. Anything about Shea, and which just shows that how tight the cap is for the Rangers with their moves that they made in the offseason. That Kreider contract. It was the Kreider contract. Somebody was had in, to get moved. Yes, someone had to go because Truba's making what eight? Yeah, Truba's making eight. Not worth eight. Panarin's making eleven. Panarin, and a half. Panarin's making eleven and a half. Kreider's making six. Six and, and a half. It's like something. Something had to move. And Shea was struggling. I'm surprised that they didn't get a little more, especially since Carolina's first-round pick's not going to necessarily be worth you gotta, all that it's, much. You know what? It'll be probably around where the Rangers are, and I'm all right with that. I think you know, two, having two first-round picks is better than having none, especially with like the years we've been having with first-round picks in the past. I am surprised that we heard no mention of Leah Sanderson getting moved today which surprised me a lot, but you know what? He's enjoying his time home, and I'm just going to let that be wherever that was. So moving on, Vegas receives goalie Robin Leonard from the Blackhawks, and the Blackhawks get Malcolm Subban and Salva Demin. And, uh, yeah, so... This one surprised me. I I had a feeling Leonard was going to be moved, but I didn't think he was going to go to Vegas, especially... With them having, you know, a certain flower in net, um, I think it's just it was just an insurance policy. I'm I'm sure it is, and now they have quite possibly the best goaltending tandem in the league, and yeah, Leonard's been better than Flurry this year, but Flurry's a future Hall of Famer. He's of course going to be the number one goalie, and on the flip side, Subban goes back to Chicago. Yes, that Subban, PK Subban's brother. And I had actually heard that Leonard said he was willing to take a pay cut and stay in Chicago. He offered to say, hey, I'll sign a multi-year extension. But the Blackhawks were like, no, you, you can leave. So a little bit of a news update that I'm just getting for oh. this Leonard trade. Oh, oh boy. And turns out it was a three-team deal between uh, what? Vegas, Toronto, and Chicago. Toronto? What did Toronto do? The Leafs get a 2025th round pick. And forward Martin's Dizicals, I'm not, I'm probably butchering that, I apologize in advance, in exchange for retaining a portion of Leonard's contract. What? Whoa. Leonard's, which what? is weird because Leonard's no on a one year. Leonard's on a one year, first of all. Toronto has literally nothing to do with this trade. I, I have no idea. That's a strange bit. There's also, I, I, I don't know. I have no idea. Well,. That made it a little bit more interesting. I don't understand how that happened, but okay. I think the main two pieces is just Leonard and Chicago. I think Chicago just wanted the prospects. So Chicago's also getting a... So Vegas gets Leonard and that forward from Toronto. Chicago got Subban, the defensive prospect, and a second from Vegas. And Toronto gets a fifth from Vegas. And they retained 50% of Leonard's contract. So... Weird, but all right. That's Liter- convo- it, it reminds literally oh. Toronto did not need to be involved in this in any way, shape, or form. They should not have been involved in this in any way, shape, or form. And this is not going to stop the fire Dubis hashtag that's trending in Toronto. No, it's not. And I'm I, I just immediately had PTSD flashbacks to the uh, trade exception for Derek Brassard. That's what this sounds like to me. The what? A few years ago, there was um, a trade between Pittsburgh and Ottawa, or I think it was yeah, it was Pittsburgh and Ottawa. 
and it was they wanted Derek Broussard, but they didn't have the cap space to do it. So they got Vegas involved. They they sent oh, it to did, the league. Didn't it that was, happen yeah. last year? Also, Vegas got involved like in that. some trade to something, block someone else. From yeah, something them. like that. And it was the, the original trade was it was Broussard for somebody one for one with Pittsburgh, and the, the league was like, no, you can't do that. So they said we're going to get Vegas involved, and they said we're going to put a trade inside of a trade. Tradeception, and that's what this sounds like to me. So uh, that's just weird. So, I don't know what Toronto's doing. Not like, at all, dear God, you are a mess. You are a mess. I, think it's even true. I hope it's true. Um, with that little tidbit, so I mean, if it's on Twitter, it must be true, right? It must be. You can't put it on the internet if it's not true. <laughs> so yeah, next up, Columbus receives forward Devin Shore in return. The Ducks get forward Sonny Milano. This one was was a little surprising to me. I. Did not think that Columbus was going to give up Sonny Milano. He's he's a good young player. I'm surprised that they parted ways with him. Yeah, I'm a little surprised, but you know, Vancouver, Columbus. I'm sorry, not Vancouver. I'm looking at the wrong trade. Um, Columbus. This was kind of just like I don't know what Columbus really. Columbus really has nothing to do today. <laughs> like we could do things, but they also probably should have gotten a goalie. They should have. Well, no, they got Elvis. Elvis is not good right now. Elvis has left the building. Oh, no. Yes. Um. So, yeah. But now we're going to move over to another trade that actually does concern goalies. Woo, goalies. Vancouver gets Louis Deming in exchange. Uh, the Devils receive Zane McIntyre. Cool. Yeah, I, I feel like Deming has already been on the Canucks for some weird reason. Yeah, I don't think he has. But this was also that the goalie that the Devils got for the seventh, and there was... They did. They weren't even guaranteed. The yeah, they seven. weren't even guaranteed the seventh because Deming had to play X number of games, which he did. I think he did. I hope he did. Or the I mean, it doesn't made, really matter the now because really they don't have him anymore. Trade. So yeah, we're gonna move on and talking about the Lightning. Yeah, the Lightning made a move too today. Surprisingly, I really thought they weren't. They didn't have any money to do anything with. Yeah, I mean, they didn't need Blake Coleman to begin with, and then they go out and. Do this. Do this. As they require forward Barkley Goodrow and a third-round pick in 2020 from the Sharks. In return, the Sharks get a first-round pick in 2020 and a forward Anthony Greco. So this one, I was surprised at the return because— I think the Sharks just wanted another first round. I mean, probably. Because they don't have one. Barkley Goodrow is in no way, shape, or form— worth a first round pick oh not at all but somehow he got one i don't know how i have even the analysts on trade center were baffled were like, surprised by this they said they would there was like one to five hundred thousand odds that they would have thought barclay goodrow got a first round pick and then the other player that was thrown in was was only because Tampa was over the contract limit, and they had to get get rid of someone. Yeah, which I understand, and that was kind of just had to be done. So next up was Nashville. I'm surprised Nashville didn't do – two teams I'm surprised that didn't do much that today was Nashville and Arizona. Nashville did make one move as they get defenseman Corbin – I'm not going to try. They got a def, uh, defensive prospect, and they give up Matt Irwin, which was surprising because I think this trade actually made them worse. <laughs> Wow, that's a first. Um, this trade made them bad. Cool. Yeah, it made them worse. Um, I know that they they might still be trying to fight for a playoff spot, but trading matter when he's he's a top six D man. That that ain't gonna help you. Like I don't know what you're doing, but that it's a strange trade. But I guess they just needed to move somebody. So Nashville was like, hey, we moved somebody. We did a thing. So, and next up, the Ducks get defenseman Christian DeJo- um, Juice. Got it right. To Washington for Daniel Sprong. This one, also a little surprising. I get that Washington doesn't need uh, Juice anymore. They got Brendan Dillon. They don't need the defense anymore. I, I would have, if you were going to give him up, I'd say more of a draft pick trade because I don't know where they're going to fit Sprong if he's even going to be on the team at all or if he's going to go to Hershey. I think he's going to go to Hershey. I don't see him doing much. Because there's no there's no space for him. They didn't even need Ilya Kovalchuk, but clearly you're going to make space for him. I don't know why, but okay. I, I, I don't know why you need either of these guys, but, you know, I mean... Maybe they'll have a Thrasher's theme tonight, and they could just say, we have Kovalchuk. Maybe. That'd I mean, be nice. 
And Kovalchuk would, if the Capitals do win the Stanley Cup, he'd be the first Thrasher to ever win a Stanley Cup ring. I feel like that. Really? Yes. Why do I feel like that's not true? But, I don't know, but it is. Wow. Um, yeah. That's actually more, interesting. The more you know. I bet you more, learned more in that sentence than you did in class today. You're 100% right. Yeah, sounds um, about right. Next up, uh, Vegas gets Nick Cousins from Montreal, and Montreal gets fourth. Vegas, where like did you bet all your money, or, like your cat money? I or know something? you play very close to a casino, <laughs> but where but are you getting this money like, from? Like, I mean, yeah, like your cap is not that big. It's the same as everyone else's. I I know you're new at this, like relatively, but. You're not supposed to go over or very, very close to the cap. That's why it's called a cap. Yeah, I don't know what is happening in Vegas, but mm, uh, uh, it's days like today where if you were a Vegas fan, yeah, I get it. You know, you went to the cup final and you lost and, you know, you did well last year. But I'm telling you, you guys are going to put yourself in a hole a few years down the road if you keep doing this. They're going to be in a hole down the road anyway with the money they're going to owe Patch Ready. Flurry, Stone, guys like that. You William from, Carlson is I, not worth five whatever anymore. And, and I love it. Wild Bill's not that wild. I love what Vegas is because the best thing was is if you go back, if you because you can find it online, go back and watch the expansion draft. They planned out to make noise in like eight years, and now they're crunching almost as bad as Tampa is to win a championship. I don't know about that. Tampa's they're getting been, pretty Tampa's close. Tampa's been there. trying for half a decade to win a championship. Yeah, but they're getting pretty close. Like, they, like the moves you're making are just kind of like, we need more people. We need more names. We need to do this. Nick Shore is not, or Nick Cousins, rather, is not a big name. Yeah, but it's a, it's like, if I hear Nick it's Cousins. It's like a fourth like, liner. Yeah, but still, it's more adding more depth to a team who's already stacked. What's the point? Yeah, so I don't know why you would do this. Keep your fourth round pick. Get a player who will maybe surprise some people and become, like, the next, I don't know, Pavel Bure. I don't know. It's possible. And, yeah, save money. Yeah. And then, right as I said, right as I said, Arizona didn't do a thing today. They did a thing. They did a very, very small thing. Very small. Very, very small. Good luck with this one. As they get forward Marcus Hanneken, Hanneken 9, literally that name has got, like, <laughs> probably five sweet. ends in it. Like, oh, my God. Four. You Four ends. No, no, there's five. Oh, yeah, I was right. There's five. <laughs> they kind of get mixed in with a name that long. But, yeah. And Colum- at least you're, you're good at math. At least. So, and then Columbus gets a conditional 2027th round pick. This is an under-the-radar trade. This what, is nothing What could crazy. possibly be the conditions on a seventh round pick? If he plays one game, you get the pick. If he doesn't play the game, up. Oh, sorry. He was it's free. It's the same thing as the Devils with Deming, probably. Yeah, except the, at least that was more of a name. That the the Devils needed Deming at the time. I don't. This yeah. he's not even going to do anything. So the last two trades of the day. There has been no news since we recorded. Ah, wait, has there been no news? Let me check. Cause nope. I would love to see if there was anything going on when we had the show. That never happened. Um, but I'm going to say a solid no. There was. Sammy Vatnin trade actually got in a fourth rounder and two prospects instead of just the one prospect. There was one more thing that happened, which we will get to at the end of this. But right now, um, Philly gets forward Nathan Knoll, and Chicago gets defenseman TJ Brennan. Cool. Nothing great with those moves. The Flames get Eric Gustafson from Chicago, and Chicago gets a 2023rd, and Chicago will retain will receive the earlier of the Flames' two third-round picks in 2020. Cool. And the Leafs get Matt Lurito, I think, and the Islanders get defenseman Jordan Schmaltz. That's so. that's just an AHL trade. Both They're both AHL guys. And last but not least, the last trade of the day this broke a few minutes ago as the Golden Knights receive forward... Martins. Oh, that was part of the Leonard trade. That was part of the Leonard trade. Oh, yeah, that was part of the Leonard trade. That just broke now, officially. Yeah, it does say they were. it's this portion of Robin Leonard's contract. Okay, yeah. So that's weird how they actually... That's strange, because I thought this was brand new, because TSN put it on as a oh, completely Canada. different trade. Dang it, Canada. you got to make things more complicated. So that was the trade deadline for 2020. Ryan, who do you think won? Um, My winners, I'll go by conference. 
Edmonton in the West, Carolina in the East. I will stick with Edmonton in the West, but I'm going to say the Islanders in the East. They pulled off Thank you. bigger names, and I'm now I'm almost as terrified as I was last year when they swept Pittsburgh. You're, you're terrified? I was terrified. When I feel they like, like pretty Pittsburgh. much exactly the same. Like well, I, I like the trade, but I'm not. I'm not right at the now. Point it's where not going to do a hunt, like all as much as they want it to because there's injuries and. Yeah, you got to get the chemistry going. But overall, yeah, I think I, like I think yeah, but I think going down the stretch, they have a better chance. Like they're not as in jeopardy as we would think that we were thinking like a week ago. So we're gonna move over quickly as we got five minutes left to the hat trick challenge, and of course, I believe we are no longer tied. It finally happened. My guy finally did it, Ovi. My. God, it took you way too long. Yeah, kind of. Fourteen did. goals in seven games, and then you go on this ridiculous cold streak. So, you made Antarctica look warm. I believe. Dude. I believe the f- scoring right now is twenty-three to twenty-five. But I think you did get one or two. I got one. So Some twenty-three let me to twenty-six. Down. I got twenty-six. Cool. So all right, we're not that bad. I'm not that far off again. This should be interesting. And this week, um, I will go first. Jordy Ben will get his 300th goal. Jamie Ben. Jamie Ben. Yeah. I've been saying that for two weeks. I now have to change mine. But I'm sure now that you said it, it's going to happen. Yeah, that's how this works. I was just going to go with it until it happened because I was. It, it's it was going to happen eventually. It just doesn't. I'll take but it. Go from on. You. Next, William Carlson will get his hundredth goal. Yeah, that I would not have thought of, but. Go Wild Bill, I guess. Go Actually, Bill. no. Don't go Wild Bill. No more scoring. And, Bad Wild Bill. And lastly, Crosby will get his 800th assist. Oh, was you not <laughs> looking at my phone? No, I wasn't. I literally, we, I didn't even make these until I printed the sheet out with the trades on them. And I just happened to pick that one because I found your website. No, you, you, you changed one because <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not, not changing, changing two. No, you're going to change two. Next oh, time, say boy. I'm going to go first. This is what we talked about. You got to say, I'm going to go first. New policy. We each say one, and then we alternate, and the other one says their first one. New policy. Sure. Sure. Dear God, man. <laughs> oh, it's I, I love when that happens, because you get so panicky yeah, but, about it. Yeah, but then you say them, and it doesn't happen, and then my two ones come true. Exactly. So, like, why are you upset? <laughs> like, there's no reason for you to be mad at this point. It's just a um, game. Why do you have to be mad? Pick a number, three or four. Four. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> That's never good. And give me one more second. I'm giving you... You can have, you can have, you can have the next... You can have I the have rest of the show. I have two and a half minutes. You can have two and a half minutes. You can have the rest of the show, buddy. Um, As we patiently wait for Ryan... To get this okay, right. we're good. We're good. Okay. There will be at least four shutouts this week. Oh, wow. You're bumping it up from three to four. Look at you. Yeah, Darren. four. Um, Patrick Kane will have at least 80 points. He has 77. And Leon Drysaddle will have at least 102 points. He has 98. All right. So in the final minute, we're going to look at the single game for tonight. The single boring game that no one is going to watch Not because a single both person. of these teams mean nothing. And literally Tuesday is stacked, but we're going to look at Lonely Old Monday because this is why we, this is just a not a good day to do. This is why Mondays suck. No one likes Mondays. And well, we're on the reason they put the trade deadline on Mondays. Don't ask me why. The game is the Ottawa Senators <laughs> and the Columbus Blue Jackets. <laughs> And it's in Columbus, yeah. Uh, Columbus is clearly going to win. It's yeah, really yeah. not that that hard. So, and I'm not even going to look at, we could look at tomorrow. but I, Islanders, Rangers. Tomorrow. Yeah, it's a big game. Huge, actually. It's got playoff implications, which is terrifying. Yeah, if the Islanders win it, they I think they're back in a division spot. It's a close race, a lot closer than people thought. The Flyers have no business being there. Uh, the Flyers have but, zero business being there, but for some reason, they're there. And yeah, it's annoying. Because we can't have nice things. No, as Metro fans, we must suffer constantly with the immensement of a stacked division. You know, Washington is Washington. Pittsburgh has used some weird magic to do what they're doing. They're voodoo magic, yes. Philly has no problem being here. The Islanders are 
The Islanders. The Islanders have the Eggman. Yeah. You guys need to start praising him more. Oh, we praise him enough. Thank you very much. So that will do it for us here on the trade line. Trade deadline. Trade line. Trade line. That's a good title for it. Trade deadline edition of Post Post. We will see you next week. Next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. We'll be back on Wednesdays from here on out until the free agent frenzy. Until we die. Or, or that too. Whichever been, comes whichever first. Whichever comes first. You've been listening to Post Post here on the way of the sound of LIU.